You're listening to Movie Mixtape on CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm your host, Alyssa Matthews. This week, we preview the Rendezvous with Madness Film Festival that begins this evening with their open night gala screening of Mad to be Normal. Alex Bryant reviews some of the films screening this week, and we hear an interview with the festival's manager, Scott Miller Berry, that originally aired on CJRU's Radio Totally Normal Toronto. To start, here's Alex Bryant's review of The Transfiguration. The thirst for blood is strong in Michael O'Shea's 2016 horror drama, Transfiguration. The film follows inner-city kid Milo and his unhealthy fascination with vampire lore. When he befriends his neighbor Sophie, who may be just as strange as he is, Milo struggles to keep his obsession at bay while his feelings for Sophie develop further. As a selection of the Rendezvous with Madness Film Festival, Transfiguration explores several themes surrounding mental illness. The film is very much about PTSD, as several main characters experience it. Milo from seeing his mother's dead body, Milo's brother experiences it from the war, while Sophie experiences it from the constant domestic abuse she is subjected to. Transfiguration also touches on the idea of morality and justice. Throughout the film, Milo is constantly faced with making the right choice or fulfilling his desires. The thing I liked most about this film was its ability to blend the genres of drama and horror. Transfiguration has elements from horror films such as jump scares and gore, but its focus on Miles' character growth is what transcends it from just being another vampire movie. I also thought the dialogue between the characters Milo and Sophie was well written. It felt natural and realistic to the characters' ages and their past experiences. The cinematography was another strong point of the film. It gave off this voyeuristic vibe which went well with Milo's character. Transfiguration is for anyone looking for a horror film with depth. If you are not afraid of the occasional bloody scene and can appreciate strong character development, definitely check out this film. As part of the Rendezvous with Madness Film Festival, Transfiguration will be playing at the Workman Arts Theatre on November 4th at 7pm. The film will be screening along with the short films Dare Hexter by Swiss director Maya Tuscumpty and No Sound by Canadian director Alex Cogswell. The Workman Arts Theatre is located on 651 Dufferin Street. For CGRU 1280 AM in Toronto, I'm Alex Bryan. Thanks, Alex. Earlier this fall, Lou de Estores, one of the programmers at Radio Totally Normal Toronto, spoke with Scott Miller Barry, the festival manager of Rendezvous with Madness. Here's their discussion. Hey, Scott, how are you? I'm great. Luis, how are you? I'm doing well. What exactly is Rendezvous with Madness and what is your role in the festival? Rendezvous with Madness is the world's first uh, and now largest mental health film festival. So we, every November for around 10 days, we spotlight uh, upwards of 50 to 75 films from around the world. And the films, what they have in common is that the films are all in some way connected to uh, themes, subject matter, characters, subjects uh, that have to do with mental health, addiction, recovery, wellness. And we present these films in a concentrated, uh, like I said, nine or ten days um, to have a, a 
intense viewing experience, and we like to have uh, long discussions after the film. So often, uh, after uh, the film is over, you'll see um, the, hopefully the filmmaker or an actor or someone involved in the production of the film, along with maybe someone who has lived experience with the issue that's present in the film sometimes a social worker or a therapist or a clinician, someone with some expertise in those areas. And we like to have deep discussions about uh, was the film positive, negative, effective, helpful, not helpful, um, and uh, sharing with the audience the experiences of uh, watching the film, what that was like. Um, and we don't need people on the panels to be necessarily positive. We have... We're not afraid of people having opposing opinions or having different feelings about whether the film was successful or not. So we just like to have in-depth discussions to kind of unpack what the film is trying to get at. We find cinema is the perfect medium with which to uh, talk about really important mental health and addictions concerns and situations and try to learn from them. Now, let me ask you this. When did you start? What's the origin of um, Rendezvous with Madness? Hmm. That's a great question. This is our 25th anniversary this year, so we started in 1993, and we're really proud of our silver anniversary in 2017. We started, uh, so Workman Arts started in 1987, so five years before, and legend has it that our uh, Workman Arts founder, Lisa Brown, was then a psychiatric nurse at Queen Street Mental Health Center, that's now CAMH, and she and a colleague were sitting around talking, uh, they both love film, and the colleague said, oh, you know, I've got this list of 4,000 films that have connections to mental health and addictions. And Lisa was like, oh, I want to see that list. So they started looking at the list, and of course one of them had the bright idea, oh, we should start a film festival and show some of these movies. So um, if you remember it, uh, our old location at, at CAMH, we, there was a beautiful theater at Queen and Ossington, and uh, in 1993, they started a very community-based, very grassroots uh, film festival called Rendezvous with Madness. And it showed mostly shorts, some features, documentaries, a lot of films by local filmmakers, and also a lot of what we might think of now as like art house or kind of almost small budget commercial films that had mental health issues uh, re represented. So it was a real mix of community-based and bigger films that, you know, if you see the film at TIFF or Hot Docs, it has a totally different meaning if you see it at Rendezvous because of our lens on, on the films. And, you know, 25 years later, we're still doing what we do, which is creating a forum for discussion, a forum for interesting films. Um, we try to always be community-based, even though we do show a wide range of features and shorts. We try to show independent films and voices from around the world that may not be seen elsewhere. But we also do like to show films that might be at Hot Docs or TIFF or elsewhere that, again, in, our, in Rendezvous context, it's a different level of discussion. Now, who exactly is your audience? Now, also, is it a struggle to bring in an audience who may not know or have thoughts about mental illness before? And what do you hope people who attend the festival will take away from seeing the film? Thanks, those are great questions. Our audience is really, we, we really think of it very widely. We don't try to have a, a, a narrowly defined audience, and we also try not to kind of keep it fixed. We always want to be encouraging and open to new audiences. But our, our, our general kind of audience tends to be, well, we get a lot of newcomers every year, which is great. 
we get a lot of younger people or people in their 20s and 30s who have never been before. We're always uh, encouraged by the fact that new folks are, are still learning about us and coming for the first time. Audience tends to be uh, a lot of people with lived experience. It tends to be a lot of clinicians, people with social workers, therapists, etc., who have a have a you know personal passion and, and and connection to mental health work. A lot of film lovers. We do show. We pride ourselves on showing a lot of international and Canadian films that are quite unique, and. Toronto is very lucky to have you know upwards of a hundred film festivals. So there's a very active film-loving community out in the greater Toronto area. So we do get um, uh, a lot of film lovers, filmmakers, artists. I would say that's a lot of it. Students, right? So you know, students, young people, new audiences, artists, clinicians, lived experience—they're all in the mix. Um, what do we hope people will take away? I mean, I think that I think that we hope that. The audiences, and I include myself, will be challenged. Like our, you know, one of our one of our hopes is that people will leave the theater with a with a new perspective, a new take, a new way of thinking or looking at at an at, an, at a mental health or addiction issue, at ways of making film, ways of telling stories, ways of living uh, with things in the world, and that hopefully something will challenge our own assumptions you know because i personally want to be challenged and I, and i hope that we hope that people will leave the this rendezvous experience with yeah just even questioning themselves or learning one new thing would be would be amazing and also enjoying themselves it should be you know it's it should be enjoyable to have a an artistic experience thanks scott now is there anything else you'd like to add just to remind people that the 25th Rendezvous with Madness is November 3rd to 11th, 2017. Opening night is at St. Anne's Church, which is on 270 Gladstone. And then everything else is here at Workman Arts Theatre. We're doing our big anniversary festival in our own theater, so everything else is here. We do have a couple of daytime matinees at CAMH that are fully accessible and uh, pay what you can at the hospital, at Russell Street, and at uh, Queen Street. And that uh, tickets are available now, and our website, once again, is rendezvouswithmadness.ca. Thanks for having me. Thank you, and hope to see you again. See you soon. Thanks to Lou and the whole team at Radio Totally Normal Toronto. The interview originally aired on Radio Totally Normal Toronto, which airs every second Wednesday of the month on CJRU at 3 p.m. You can find the original interview and episode on our SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash scope at Ryerson. Also playing at Rendezvous with Madness is The Blood is at the Doorstep. Alex Bryant reviews the film. On April 30th, 2014, at approximately 3.30 p.m., Dontre Hamilton was shot by a police officer 14 times outside of a Starbucks in Milwaukee. So began Eric Lung's 2017 documentary, The Blood is at the Doorstep. The film recounts the events leading up to Dontre's untimely death and how his family deals with it over a two-year period. Director Long talks to several key people involved in Dontre's story, including his mother Maria, his older brother Nate, and even the police officer who shot him, shedding light on an issue that sparked a nation. At first glance, this may seem like a film about racism in America. It definitely is one of the main themes in The Blood is at the Doorstep, but this film is really about starting a conversation about the police's treatment of mentally ill people. Dontre Hamilton suffered from paranoid schizophrenia, 
and this meant illness played a major role in his death. The blood is at the doorstep reflects on this, and how things could have gone differently if police officers were trained on how to properly interact with mentally ill people. Also, as Sautre's brother creates the activist group The Coalition for Justice, the film explores different forms of protests and how effective or destructive they are on a community. The Blood at the Doorstep was a highly engaging and emotional documentary. A lot of documentaries focus on the death or case of an individual, but this film was more about Dontre's family and their path to healing. Nate's journey as an activist is actually one of the main focal points of the film. It was so interesting to see him take his brother's death and transform it into change for his city. I also liked the documentary showed how Dontre's death affected people outside of his family such as the Milwaukee Police Chief Edward Flynn and a police officer who shot Dontre, Christopher Manny. It gave more insight into different perspectives that weren't seen in the mainstream cover of the event. The Blood is at the Doorstep is for anyone who wants to learn more about Dontre and his family's story. It will also appeal to anyone interested in issues such as police brutality, mental health reform, and social justice. As part of the Rendezvous and Madness Film Festival, The Blood is at the Doorstep will be playing at the Workman Arts Theater on November 6th at 6 p.m. The Workman Arts Theater is located on 651 Dufferin Street. The film will be screened along with the short films Poison Tree Blues by American director Wade Patterson and Kaleidoscope by Canadian director Jean Kusterlin. There will also be a Skype Q&A session with the Blood is at the Doorstep director Eric Lung after the screening. For CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto, I'm Alex Bryan. Thanks, Alex. That's all for Movie Mixtape this week. Thanks for listening. To find more information on the films discussed and to listen to past episodes of Movie Mixtape, visit us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash scope at Ryerson. You can also visit us at cjru.ca. There's some written reviews up there. And tune in next week for a review of Lady Bird for Movie Mixtape. I'm Elissa Matthews.